0: Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Dr. Nito Kubain. Dr. Kubain is the president of High Point University in North Carolina, serves on the boards of several national organizations. He's the author of two dozen books and a professional speaker. Get ready for a conversation packed with leadership gold. So lean in, leaders, and let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast, where we talk about the art of leadership. Hey, everybody, I'm back. My name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the lead pastor of Vertical Church, a.k.a. Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. We are one church, two languages. And I'm your host for these weekly podcasts where we talk about leadership with amazing leaders here on Avail. And today we have the honor and privilege of sitting down with Dr. Nito Kubain. What a privilege and honor it is to have such an amazing guest. Dr. Kubain, thanks for being here on the Avail podcast. How are you feeling today?
1: Pastor Virgil, I'm feeling great. I'm blessed and highly favored, and I'm delighted to be with you.
0: Woo! I am excited. Um, I had the opportunity to, to, to learn a little bit about your story as I was preparing for this podcast, and I just say our Avail audience is truly, truly blessed and favored as well to be here with you. I'd love for our AVAIL audience to get to know you a little bit, especially those who maybe, maybe they've heard about you, but they don't know the story. Can you share a little bit about who you are, your story, how you got here? Uh, and then let's talk a little bit of, of leadership and what's on your heart for Christian leaders. Yes,
1: well, of course. I, I came to America when I was 17 years of age. I came here to go to college. I am the product of a mother who's fourth grade educated and a father who was absent. My daddy died when I was six years of age. I've never really gotten to know him. Uh, Amazon did a story of my life biography, and the guy asked me the question: uh, "You know, if you could have changed one thing in your life, what would it have been?" I said, "My goodness, I'd much rather have had a dad, you know, who, yeah. who read me a book, thrown me a a, a, a ball, taken me to the circus, or something. But mm. I didn't have that. But you know what I've learned, Pastor Virgil? Sometimes uh, God's grace works upon us in ways we hadn't even imagined. So." Sometimes out of adversity emerges abundance. There was this woman, fourth grade educated, wow. who became the source of enormous wisdom and encouragement for her five children. She had wow. to learn to become a seamstress, to work day and night, to feed us and clothe us. And she saw to it that we all could go to college. I came to this country on a borrowed one-way ticket that my mom borrowed. <laughs> Send me here. Didn't see her for five years. Didn't see her for five years in college. Went to a small college in Eastern North Carolina. It was a free world Baptist school. And then I transferred to, I was in High Point College, to the Hyper University in High Point, North Carolina, and then the University of North Carolina in Greensboro. And this is something that will interest you and interest our viewers. I came out of graduate school having worked as a youth director in a couple of churches while I was uh. in college. And Out of frustration, I remember this was in the late 60s, you know, early 70s. Out of frustration that I couldn't find materials for retreat ideas, for Sunday evening programming, (laughs) I just, on faith, my friend, at Faith and Courage, I call it Faith for Courage, started a business called Adventures with Youth, and wrote my first book called What Works and What Doesn't Work in Youth Ministry, and I meet pastors all the time who say, You know, I was a youth pastor then. I used all your materials. I was one of your clients and your customers. And out of that, Pastor Virgil, came 68,000 churches all over the world who became customers of Adventures with Youth. They bought these materials for us by direct mail. It was a direct mail. We had no computers. Uh It was done by paper and all that. And I had a warehouse. We shipped the stuff out. Little did I know. You know, someone says that if you want to really laugh at yourself, imagine that you have a plan for your life because God has the plan for you. <laughs> and don't even get in the way when that plan started to unfold itself. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, churches began to invite me to come and speak. And I would go and do weekend programs at churches. I would, I would preach Sunday morning. I would teach all day Saturday youth leadership um, uh, techniques and strategies. Wow. Friday night I would have a youth rally of some sort. And out of that, Virgil, out of that, came my speaking engagements. People inviting wow. me, and uh, the rest of the story is, is told many times. I began one of America's most um, active, engaged speakers with John Maxwell, with uh. Ziglar, and Ogmandino and all that group. And then my life took other turns, and we can talk about that. But I just want you to know... At every turn, God's hand was on my life. God's hand was on my work. And I say it to my leadership every day, if you just decide you're on God's side, we got to be on God's side. You understand? God is not a busboy. We don't pray for God mm. to pass an exam or do my work. We pray for wisdom and peace and grace and, and forgiveness. And um, so my life has been a testimony, my friend, to a uh, to a a Christ follower who believed that God has a plan for me. And goodness gracious, what <laughs> it has been.
0: I love this. So I have some I have some questions on my heart for you. Right before that, I'd love for you to mention, I know, I know there's you play a role on, on some boards also at High Point University. Can you talk a little bit about your roles?
1: Well, I've been very, very fortunate. I mean, I began in in youth ministry. I went eventually to corporate America, Mm. and I became consultant to some of the leading CEOs of some of the major corporations in this country, and became consultant to create for them leadership materials for all of their employees. And uh, out of that, you know, I became a very, very uh, active keynoter and so on. Mm. And I made a little money along the way. And so I took that, and with a couple of guys, we started a bank, and then we sold the bank, and... And then I we bought a company called Great Harvest Bread Company 240 stores around the country and you know and several other ventures of that type um, and and you know listen, when you're doing something of value, yeah when you bring substance to what you do,
0: mm-hmm. when
1: you understand that you are serving others that God is using you as a vessel to serve others. God calls us in different ways to do different things. We can all be disciples in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. And leadership is a noble way to carry forth one's ministry in life, wherever it may be, whatever circle it might be located in. Yeah. And so corporations start calling me, and I became um, um, a board member for the second largest furniture company in the world called Lazy Boy Corporation. Wow. Today I'm the uh, strategic uh, consultant for the world's largest furniture manufacturer called Ashley Furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I i am on the board of Truist Financial, the sixth largest financial institution in the country and half a dozen other important boards. And so um, anyway, I can serve and do well. I'm glad, I'm glad to do it.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think, I think uh, Christian leaders and even pastors need to hear this, Cause, cause I think God wants his people everywhere in society, everywhere, making an impact, adding value. Here's my question for you. My first question uh, in this leadership conversation, Dr. Kubain and considering that we have an audience of Christian leaders, many of them are pastors, ministry leaders, marketplace leaders, Christians that have influence, what are some of the key concepts, principles, values that come up to the surface when you think about Christian leaders? yeah
1: um most important thing is you have to have your heart in the right place, you know right yes. you, you can you you have to have an authentic Christian leader, right? You can't it sounds almost redundant, right authentic Christian leader <laughs> um and, and 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 you have to always be a vectoral. In other words, a vector is a mathematical direction with force. So many people are all vector. they can be leaders, but it's all about I me mean, my it's all self-interest, I win, you lose. You can't be a Christian and be that way. You've got to always focus on the other person. Yeah. You always have to bring the values and fundamentals and principles of your Christian beliefs to your work. You, you can't be just Sunday morning. It's got to be seven days a week. Yeah. And so there are, there are of course, fundamentals that a church can follow, a business can follow, a university can follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is that you have to have a clear vision of, of what it is you're trying to accomplish, And, you know, the Bible says uh, the people who have no vision will perish. And so you have to have that clarity of vision. The vision has to be connected to the needs, fears, goals, and aspirations of those you choose to lead. And and second, you have to have a solid strategy. Where are we? Where do we want to go? And and how do we get there? How do we get there with God's help and God's grace? How do we get there by assembling a group of people who are willing to get on this team and who are willing to sacrifice themselves, willing to give their time, energy, talent, and often money to make things work. Mm. And the third one is practical systems. It is wonderful to have magical dreams. It's wonderful to have the vision that only few can can <laughs> comprehend. But at the end of the day, we have to be practical and pragmatic, and we have to get up in the morning and go about our work one step at a time to, to build something of value. And the last one is consistent execution, not execution, but consistent execution. Good. Leadership when the heat is on is the leadership I'm looking for. It's easy to be a leader when everything is going marvelous. But when things, when hiccups come in the way, and there will be some, when, when Satan has his way of coming into your way and stopping mm-hmm. you your highway, um, all of these things can happen. That's when leadership must rise. That's when faithful courage must be put to work. And so those are the four steps as, as I see them. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is it's really not difficult. Leadership is not difficult. It's, mm. it's, about, it's about giving of yourself in every way, not giving back, Pastor Virgil. So many people mm-hmm. say, I want to give back because God has been good to me. You can't give. You cannot outgive God. So trying ah. to give back is not going to work. We must give till it feels good. Huh. Giving, not giving back, but giving, that's the spirit of philanthropy and more importantly than philanthropy, that's the spirit of stewardship.
0: That's good. I love this. I'm hearing authenticity is important for the leader uh, as far as the st- clear vision, solid strategy, practical systems, consistent execution. Boom. This is beautiful. Okay. H- here, I want to take you this way. What would you say right now to pastors and leaders and ministry leaders, people, leaders, who are discouraged? Because sometimes life happens. Sometimes COVID happens. Sometimes challenges that are unexpected, curveballs, heart, soul issues, relationship issues, financial issues, and discouragement seems to flood in. How can we break through moments and seasons of discouragement?
1: Pastor Virgil, let me say this. You cannot be a Christ follower and ever be discouraged. Hmm. My mother taught me that lesson. Hmm. And the lesson is, it's perfectly okay to be disappointed. Okay. It is never okay Mm. to be discouraged. Disappointment is temporary. it will come, it will go, you'll find a solution. Someone will come into your world and help you. Um, You know, uh, time has a way of of making things get better and so on. Um, But this discouragement, Mm. that has fatal feel about it. Yeah, never. As Christ followers, we can never give up. Giving up mm-hmm. means all my faith, and so to me, you need courage. Yes, of course, boldness and courage, but you need faith. One or the other alone does not really work completely well. You have to have both. Faith, mm-hmm. courage drives us forward, helps us to climb the highest mountain. But look, I know that sometimes the world throws us curbs. Sometimes people say naughty things about us. Um, I've had it in my life, believe me. Critics and the haters. Mostly I forgive them because you know what? They don't understand what we're doing. Mm. Understand, they don't comprehend. So people use their frame of reference to try to illuminate what they think you're doing. And we have to forgive. We have to say... You know, Jesus forgave those when he was crucified on the cross. We ought to have at least that little graceful attribute of forgiving. I forgive those who stand in my way and cause me some, uh, some disappointment. Hmm. But sometimes, Pastor Virgil, hmm. disappointment is healthy because we may have done something wrong. We may have given up before we finished the race. Mm-hmm. We may have assumed we can't do it we may not have called on the right people to help us. So it's all about your circle of influence. Listen, my mother gave me three great lessons. Remember fourth grade education woman. Hmm. Grade. But she was a woman with ino- postgraduate degrees in uncommon sense, uncommon <laughs> She would say to me, who you spend time with is who you become. Mm-hmm. Be sure, you're in circles that feed your heart Nourish your mind, nurture your soul. She would say to me, what you choose is what you get. Hello. So quit blaming the world and everybody else for choices you made. You made the choice. Stand tall, be counted, be responsible and responsive to your choices. And third, she said, how you change. Not if you change, not when you change, but how you change. In other words, how you transform yourself. It all has to begin in our heart, and then it goes to our mind. So we have to learn how to think. We have to learn how to feel in ways that can move us forward. So how you change is how you succeed. In other words, every day we must grow. School is never out for the pro, and a leader must be a pro. And so school is never out. We have to learn new things every day. We have to adapt. We have to have some grit. We have to be agile we have to get all the information and decide what we will do and what we won't do now that i know that sounds simple and common sense it's amazing to me the number of people who are just comfortable shouldn't be comfortable if you're a leader you should always have a degree of discomfort yeah i mean i don't mean become pathologically you know uh, in trouble what i mean is always say how can we do this better yeah. What are we doing here that's not up to our standards? And so a little degree of disappointment is not a bad thing. <laughs> it moves us forward. It encourages us. You know, it's it's, it's it slaps us a little bit, saying, get with it, you can do better. God has given you so much more than you are using. So stand up, stand out, and be counted.
0: Ooh, I like that. I like that. This is fire, Dr. Kubain. I feel like I'm I'm on fire with you here, <laughs> our veil leaders here. I love this. Okay, so one of the things that 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 i admire about you and your story is the the amount of impact and influence but in connection with longevity mm. can can you talk about about how, how do you how do you help leaders understand their development of impact and influence and then what do you think is part of the secret sauce to keep that going because some people can, can ha- be impactful and have influence for a short season but how do you keep that going
1: yeah it's called sustainability right leadership leadership that's temporary or occasional is not real leadership it's it's uh-huh. managed the process for a while so it's all about sustainability i'll give an example of that so as, as you will know i'm president of Highport university in Highport north carolina we've had a meteoric rise beyond imagination we're a god family and country school mm-hmm and we're the premier life skills university in America. And people say to me, how did you succeed so much? I mean, Pastor Virgil, we went from 91 acres in the middle of a, a city, right? An uh, urban environment to 550 acres. We went wow. from 1,400 students to 6,000. We went from three academic schools to 13, like mm. law, pharmacy, engineering, dental medicine, serious stuff. Yeah. And, and people are sending their kids from all over the country, all over the world, all 50 states and 50 countries to high point. And people say, how did you succeed? You must be a genius. I go, I'll tell you how we succeeded. I claimed it on day one. We are on God's side. Yeah, God's hand is on this work. Hmm. And if you have a depth of faith, God will show you the way, but you have to have an open heart. You have to have a receiving heart. You can't be standing there resisting all the time. You know, God will talk to you and through you mm. and, and, and will guide you and will give you Sometimes Every day something happens to me. Mm. I go, how did this happen? It's like sometimes I'm a little, you know, a little down. Stuff happens. And God places in my road two or three people who give me encouragement and who tell me what a great job we're doing. I don't mm. mean once. I mean many times. And I go, yeah. how did this happen? I'll be walking on the beach. I'm the only one on the beach. And I'm not feeling well, something happened that day. And some guy comes down, he said, you're the president of Hype University, let me tell you how great it is. My nephew went there, my niece went there, my son went. I go, God, thank you so much. Mm. I, as a human, I cannot comprehend that grace. And so um, as Hyper University, I came here, I was gonna be the chairman of the board of trustees and they begged me to come and run the school. It was broken, broken. We had $120 million in deferred maintenance, budget of only $28 million, net assets of only $56 million. Today, we have fixed all of these um, uh, deferred maintenance. We have built 108 buildings. you got to come see me, Pastor. <laughs> i got to come. And, and uh, some of your friends have already been here, as you know. And, and, and they saw what, what God can do by working through us every day. Wow. And with wisdom, with wisdom, right? That's the key, wisdom. Yeah. Knowledge is not enough. Listen, I tell everybody, especially our students, if all you have is information, people will use you and discard you. Mm-hmm. All you have is knowledge. People will call upon you only when they need you. But if what you have is wisdom, people will respect you. And people want to follow leaders they respect. And so, you know, we, amazing things have happened here. Extraordinary things have happened here. and And that's Leadership that is based on uh, on merit and by design, but it's faithful leadership too. Now, look, we're inclusive here. You know, uh, we're we have diversity and inclusivity. We we I tell people, I don't care what political persuasion. I don't care. I don't care where you come from. And in my book, God loves us all. You yeah. know how I know that because the Book of Genesis says God breathed in our nostrils and gave us life, hmm. and. It's God created me in his own image. So guess what? You are extraordinary. You're uh-huh. absolutely extraordinary because God created me in his own image. So, so I tell our students, our, our mantra here is choose to be extraordinary. It's a choice. Choose uh-huh. to be extraordinary because you already are. This is, the, this is the line I often use, of Virgil. I say, um, you know, God didn't sit in heaven and say, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to create some extraordinary people. But just to balance things out, on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, feelings—you <laughs> know—just to make life sort balanced. Of course not. He created us in His own image, so we're all extraordinary. It's we who mess it up. Someone said, "You know, good habits are hard to develop, but they're easy to live with. Bad habits are easy to develop, but they're hard to live with." Huh. It is our humanness, my brother. It is our humanness that takes us off track it's our humanness that causes us to be discouraged the more we focus on the cross the more our faith is strengthened and our life is clearer the pathway is lit with neon lights for those who want to follow the way so so at hype university you know we did all the right you know what we did here we did four things we created appreciated value every church has to do that create appreciated value Every company has to do that. Every nonprofit has to do that. Every school has to do that. Not value. Pastor Virgil, not value. Every organization provides value. Yeah. It's to provide appreciated value. In other words, the value that you acknowledge and recognize, it is applicable in your life, it fulfills your needs, it takes you to the next level, it mm-hmm. overcomes fears, it helps you with your aspirations. Because, my friend, listen, there's no such thing as unrealistic dreams for believers. They're only unrealistic timelines. Only on realistic timelines. The second thing we did is we interpreted the value. Every effective leader I know has mastered the capacity to interpret value. It's not yeah. enough to say, this is good. You have to explain it in a way that I understand and that touches my life and my family and my work and the yeah. daily of my life. That's when I know that value is for me. The third one is we remove the irritants. My goodness, Pastor Virgil, I've spoken at hundreds of churches and I have spoken more than 7,500 times at conventions and conferences. And I tell people everywhere, are you aware of what irritates people about business with you? Because if you're aware of it, you can't fix it. So find <laughs> out what irritates people and fix it. It's so easy. And then the last one you gotta add wow to the experience. You know, a great evangelical church has got music and activity and engagement and involvement. I call that wow, because that's the wow that just fills your heart and and, and 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 arms you with all you need to go out there and make the world a better place and give God the glory in the
0: process. Whether you're an innovator in ministry, business, or your community, Avail Plus is designed to take you to the next level. What is Avail Plus? It's an exclusive leadership resource that offers access to brand new premium resources like books, study guides, and masterclasses. It's a chance to connect with other leaders on live calls and classes. It's early access to materials no one else has held in their hands. It's the catalyst to your next season of growth as a leader. To find out more about how you can become a member of Avail Plus, head over to theartofleadership.com. Man, I love that appreciated value, interpreted value, remove the irritants, which means you need humility to recognize that you got to fix some things and add the wow to the experience. Add that above and beyond, like take them beyond what they thought. I love this. I love this. Um, At the beginning of of our conversation, Dr. Kubain you mentioned something that caught my attention. Um, and it's a little more on the personal side. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to, to to go this direction. It's it's on the side of you didn't have a father that was present yeah. there and was guiding you along the journey. He is- he,
1: he, he went on to heaven, I hope, um, when I was six. Uh-huh. But prior to that, he was sick and he had a life that was not very positive. And, and so I never really knew him. I never yeah. really conversed with him or was hugged by him. And that's Look, that's a loss in my life. I mean, yeah, I had that, but, but but God replaces these challenges with gifts. You just have to be open to them.
0: Yeah. So so I love your story because the circumstances say that maybe you shouldn't have become who you became, but God, but God, because we have a big God who 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 has the story He wants to write, and and I and I wonder how many people need to hear that today. And by the way pastors, Christian leaders, we have the ability to reach a lot of people. And a lot of people grow up fatherless or even with a father who's maybe physically present but emotionally absent. Mm. Can can you talk to this? Why is it important to have people in our lives? I'm sure some people took a role in your life along the journey to help you. We, we,
1: We all need heroes, models, and mentors in our life. We need that. We all need affirmation and encouragement. We need, we're emotional beings. We need that. We need love. We need forgiveness. We need someone to put their arm around us and say, I love you, man. You're my brother. You're my sister. You're a part of my family. I love you. Now, people do that in different ways. Some people can speak it out. I can speak it out. I have no problem vocalizing and verbalizing how I feel. Some yeah. people don't, but they do good things for you. They, 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 They encourage you, you know, they are the cheerleaders for you, right? They are, they champion your cause. They sponsor you, if you will. Just like you might sponsor a church and plant a church. They sponsor you and they advocate you to others. And so Mm -hmm. it is important we have those people in our life. Pastor Virgil, it's also our responsibility to be the kind of people who invite that in our life. That's it, yeah. We can't just be, I am who I am, take me or leave me, and expect the world to be very responsive to us. You know, you, you what you give out is what you give back. I love the words of William Barclay, the Scottish theologian who once said, always give without remembering. Huh. Always receive without forgetting. He wasn't talking about money. He was talking about Give kindness, give encouragement, give faithful affirmations. And if someone does that for you, don't forget it. Make sure that you multiply it, right? Multiply it. And and it's a parable and it's on of itself. Multiply it and and activate it in your own life. So we we all need those people in our life. Anybody who tells you, "I I am it, I dislike the words. Sometimes people write a story about me. And thank God I've been blessed bigger and more than I've ever imagined in my wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. we we'll say he's a self-made man. <laughs> no, no, no. I am not a self-made man. Yeah. Nobody is self-made or someone says, I want to work towards financial independence. There is no such thing. You come from the salt of the earth. You go back to the soul to the earth, you just temporarily have access to some of these resources. So quit talking in terminology that sounds like it begins and ends with you. That's <laughs> my belief. That's a person with no spiritual faith. And so, so I, I say there's no thing as financial independence. There may be financial confidence. You're confident. You can pay your sure. bills, you can buy a beach house, or buy a nice car. That's confidence. But independence. No, sir. There's no such thing, and and so I, I believe that that the reason it's important to have people in our life who feed our soul, uh, who plant seeds within us, um, and the church is filled with those. Right. That's why. That's why belonging to a church, going to church services is so fulfilling. Right, because you are with people who are made of the same soul like you, same flesh like you, who understand you and who you have a a common bind. It's called your faith in God and Jesus Christ. And so, um, I look what COVID has done. Look Hmm. what COVID has done. It has created, I mean, I'm the president of a school with 8,000 people here. I can tell you, there's more challenges with mental health today than I've ever seen before.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: My brother is, Part of it is the loneliness, hmm. the lack of belonging yeah. that people felt through COVID. You sat at home. And when you went to a, a school, you, you know, reluctantly, you were afraid of everybody. And you put this mask on and, and, and you watched church, you know, on your iPad, you, you didn't feel, you didn't sing with the crowd. You weren't in part of that, of that, yeah. the at all. And so we're paying the price for it. And same thing here. If you're missing someone in your home, someone in your family, or if you don't have these mentors, you're right, these teachers, these people who are helping you along the pathway of life, there's something amiss. But our God makes it possible. My mama, fourth grade education, taught me the best lesson I ever learned. Listen, I've written 18 books and and recorded, you know, hundreds of CDs and so given thousands of speeches, but I'll tell you what and went undergrad and grant. I'll tell you what, my mother was the greatest influence for me on this earth. Fourth grade educated woman. Wow. And so her wisdom and her faith that the sun shall rise again in the east tomorrow morning and with it shall come new possibilities, new hope. We just have to be open to it and God will take care of who we are. So I have a friend of mine called Bob Brown he grew up without a father or a mother. He lived with his grandmother. Um, he is a person of color. He grew up in Hypo, North Carolina. He was poor. They lived on a dirt road. He tells the story that his grandmother always made more food to share with the neighbors. And he would say, but we're poor. Why are you giving the food away? <laughs> God will provide. God will provide. We must provide for others. You wrote a beautiful book. It's called You Can't Go Wrong.
0: Doing right, wow! You can't go wrong doing right. <laughs> I love that. Um, as we kind of get to the final stretch here, Doctor Kuman, I, I got a, I got an interesting thought in my head. I think you can help me out here. I think uh, uh, if I, if I studied correctly, uh, you have some experience on your journey in, in marketing and branding and a little bit of that in the business world. So, so here's, I wanna, I want us to, to have a, a short opportunity to pick your brain a little bit let's say right now we have a lot of pastors leaning in to you right now and i want you to speak on a practical level if you were to just visit a church right what are some things you're looking for in order to determine if there's excellence or leadership vision you know some of these things what are some things that you're looking at on a practical level maybe not so spiritual that tell you there's some good leadership here
1: yeah. Well, um nothing is ever sold by itself. You gotta brand it, you gotta market it. God uh-huh. gave me a lot of gifts in my life. A lot of gifts. One of them is a mind that understands finance thoughtfully and and incisively and can apply it every day pragmatically and successfully. The other one is I, I have that capacity that I never really fully understood to be clear to be <laughs> with you, but apparently others think I'm pretty gifted in the area of marketing and branding, and I've literally directed uh, and counseled with large corporations and, by the way, um, some large churches and and Bible colleges and some. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I would say. I would say that anybody, anybody today, in, in any endeavor, church included, anybody who would say that we build it and they come, they missed the point. We build it, they might come, but they won't if they don't know about it or if they don't think well of it. So if they don't know about it, means you gotta promote it, you gotta market it, you gotta inform, you gotta create a base mm-hmm. of knowledge about what you're doing. and 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 whether they like it or not or understand it or not, that's called branding, that's called branding which happens through the process of positioning. Let me ask you three questions. These are these are things I teach. I'll probably be very brief, but um, here's the questions every leader should ask himself or herself. Why should someone do business with us? And you can change the words. Why should someone enroll at my university? Mm-hmm. Why should someone attend your church? Why should someone, remember, there are many choices. Yeah. The only ones. Why me, why do they pick us? There has to be a compelling reason why I pick you over everybody else. And I'll tell you what the reason is. So many people swim in an ocean of sameness. Uh-huh. And some churches are like that. They, just uh-huh. in, they all look alike, all sound alike. All... Some are smarter, and their leadership is smarter, and they swim in a lake of differentiation. That's good. That's better than sameness, but it's not enough. The best ones I have met, including church leaders, and I know many of them, like, like Pastor Chris Hodges and others, for whom I have great respect. Yeah. Um, and John Maxwell, Dr. John Maxwell, for whom, you know, I have great respect. I've known mm-hmm. for years. Those people understand you must swim in a small pool of distinction. Ooh. What is uniquely distinctive about what you're doing? Sometimes it doesn't have to be a big, big thing. But it has to be something I get with you, I don't get anywhere else. Sometimes right. it's authenticity. Sometimes, it's, sometimes it is um, the, the vertical level of the services offered. Sometimes it's the extensions, the church, it's a Bible school, Bible college, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, okay. that's the first one is, uh-huh. why should I do business with you? Here's the second one. And this is a big one. How easily can someone else imitate what you do? In all of my life, I've always attempted to focus on, like at Hype University, I say to my team every day, we can't be easily imitatable. Because if we are, that means we're swimming in an ocean of sameness. So what can we do that others cannot easily imitate? Sometimes it's your spirit. Sometimes it's your preaching. Sometimes it's your extended services. It's your ministries. Sometimes it's a scholarship program. Uh, some, you know, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's quantity, by the way. At Hype University, I built so many buildings. We put so many fountains. We did so many labs and so on. It's hard to emulate that quantity. Mm-hmm. Third question is, if I were in the marketplace to buy what you have to offer, if I were moving to a city and I want to pick a church, a home church, right, would I think of you first? Would I think of you second? Would I think of you at all? That's what marketing is important is positioning how you are positioned in a very cluttered market place so so now you know this is the positioning marketing piece the branding piece goes something like this there are four levels of branding brand awareness do i even know about you have i even heard of you the second one is brand preference do i prefer you there's something about you that draws me
0: Mm -hmm. the third
1: and insistence, I only want to go to your church, I only want to go to your Bible college, I only want to. And then the last one is brand advocacy. That's when we go out there and tell others about our church. That's when we go out there tell others about Christ. That's when we go out there. That's what discipleship is all about. In business, we call it brand advocacy. So these are the steps, but you know, Pastor Virgil, you know there is no, there's no magic pill here. Yeah, yeah. What there is, is a system for everything, and one has to have patience, and a level of comprehension, and has to, and must have the discipline to do it. So you know, I mentioned Pastor Chris Hodges. He's an amazing guy who, who is a, he's a, you know, he's written books. You know, he's smart. You know, he can. read mm-hmm. goes a, a, a great school. You know, he's built an incredible church. But he is a student, my friend. (laughs) To him, it's like he's not trying to impress me at all. He's trying to take all the juice he can, and he tells me it's great and wonderful, and I trust his honesty. But really what he's doing is he's trying to internalize and adapt to his work. That's what we all must do. We should never go to sleep at night without asking ourselves this question, what did I learn today? I did not know yesterday. What did I learn today? Or how did I grow today? Or how did I become a better Christian today? Or what did I do today that would please Christ? I didn't do yesterday. Because anybody who tells you that success or anything else is slowly and surely doesn't understand human behavior or human psyche. Mm-hmm. The point of it is it's slowly and cumulatively Mm. think surely about it you have to do it cumulatively and my friend last thought it's not just about slowly and cumulatively one must employ intentional congruence to everything one does Mm -hmm. not just congruence congruence meaning all the pieces come together to form a greater whole and more impactful to use your word and more influencing but intentional. We as yeah. Christians, we are intentional about our faith. Yeah. We're clear about our faith. And when you take intentional congruence and work it in terms of promoting a cause or leading a, a staff or creating for the tomorrows of our life until Jesus come back and take us home, um, it takes it takes hard work, it takes smart work, but mostly it takes commitment commitment is different than decision making you make a decision with your brain uh-huh. you a commitment with your heart that's wow. why it's a longer lasting that's why commitments are harder to break you got me going see i can't stop when you get me going it's like the Holy spirit works through you and you don't know where the stuff is coming from but it's flowing much better than the river jordan my brother
0: woo pure gold pure leadership gold in spanish we would say doctor cubain oro puro Oro puro, pure gold. Oro puro. That's this easy. Is, I remember that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I want – first of all, maybe we could do another episode in the future because there's more that I want to I want to pull out from you for us That's leaders. I do it
1: anytime with you.
0: Yes, sir. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to help people find out more about you. Um, I know that you do a lot of you do a lot of speaking. You do a lot of you, there's there's a lot in your world in addition to books and resources and also information about High Point University. C- can you share where we can find more information? Yeah, it's very very simple. High Point University is High Point one word H I G H
1: P O I N T High Point That takes you to our website, and you can you can um, you can um, download the app hpu plus like the mathematical plus hpu mm-hmm. plus um, it's on many many places but you can download this app it is loaded with my interviews with so many great thought leaders and and uh, it has so much content on it mostly about leadership and and marketing and so on and uh, personally i don't mind giving my email i'm that's that that kind of guy i believe god uses me for to help others so my personal email and that is my personal email i answer it personally just don't write me more than six lines in an email because i answered all on this thing right here um <laughs> is n as in needle n q u b as in boy there's no e there n q u b as in boy e i n at high point dot e d u anybody can write me i'm happy to answer them i do speak i accept invitations i get a lot of them so i can't take them all i accept some consulting assignments but i accept very few i want serious people who are willing to commit human resources and so on not the ones who just want to chit chat and chatter about it because i'll tell you what when god gives you energy and by the way pastor virgil big difference between time management and energy management Yes. Our ministry has to be a commitment to the energy God gives us. God gives us this energy so we can put it to good use. So I I like to work with people who are serious about making something happen. You are that type of person. I can feel it. I can see it in front of me. And I know your heart and your spirit. God bless you in your work. Amen. God give you energy and wisdom every day of your life. You're helping so many, you're planting so many seeds. And I hope that you and I will meet in person. And anytime you want, we'll have another dialogue like this. You know why? Because I've been enriched by being with you on this podcast.
0: Amen. That's awesome. I love that. We are all enriched by you. Uh, Let me just remind everybody, highpoint.edu. HPU plus is the app. Uh, you can also, you can also go to needo where you can find more information about Dr. Cubane. Um, I will mention this uh, our we had a beautiful 75 year uh, of life and leadership legacy, John Maxwell edition of our avail journal in this edition. There is a, an amazing article by the one and only Dr. Nito Cubane influence for impact, and I hope you guys, if you guys don't su- subscribe yet, the first year's on us, availjournal.com. All you viewers and listeners out there, if you haven't done it. That's the first thing I say. I love Avail. It is
1: a magnificent publication. It is well-written, well-produced. It's beautiful. It adds so much to one's life. And I was so pleased to be in the, in the first edition of it and I was honored to be in a publication that had John Maxwell on its cover. I love John. He's my brother. I'll see him in a couple of weeks in Washington, D.C. And so, what you're doing in your ministry and your work is to be complimented and just know we're all grateful and thankful to you.
0: Thank you, sir. Hey, you guys heard it. Let, let me just, what's, what's, you've already given us so much. What's one final thought in your heart that you want to leave on all the leaders' hearts?
1: Uh, focus is more important than intelligence. Mm hmm. What you get out of life is what you focus on. And that's a choice. You choose what you focus on. Some people don't say I'm too busy to go to church on Sunday, but if you focused on your spiritual life, you'd make time for it and you'll take the energy for it. So I've known a lot of people in my life who have a lot of knowledge, a lot of intellect, high IQ, but they cannot achieve all their goals because they're not focused, they're all over the place. Once you focus on your ministry, once you focus on developing your leadership skills, once you focus on what it is you want to accomplish, somehow life becomes much, much more rewarding and much, much more enriching
0: beautiful focus over intelligence I love it Dr Kubain on behalf of Dr Sam Chand Martijn van Tilborg our whole avail team we want to say thank you we honor you for your leadership for your longevity and for your commitment to serving the king and to making an impact uh, here in this world you're, you're really a you're really an inspiration to us thank
1: you my friend and God bless you
0: Thank you, sir. Hey, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Avail podcast. We have received some leadership gold from Dr. Nito Kubain. What an awesome, awesome episode. Uh, on behalf of Avail, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, and your host for these Avail podcasts where we talk about leadership every single week. See you next time. God bless. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Dr. Nito Kubain. You can find out more about Dr. Kubain at nidokubain.com. Also, check out High Point University's site, highpoint.edu. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail podcast.